Hey, toy fans, welcome back to episode 23 of Open Toys Cast. <laughs> I to think of something snappy and then I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, you weren't very snappy about it. Uh, this is the official Pasta Boy collection for your franchises of the 80s and all time. And what are they? It is Masters of the Universe, Star Wars, Transformers, and G.I. Joe. Okay, you pass. Uh, we are a husband and wife team that, as of lately, have been moving toys around a lot. A lot. <laughs> a lot of moving and a lot of toys around. <laughs> uh, uh, we basically love toys. Mrs. McFavorite a little bit less so recently. <laughs> she has eBay in her eyes and no money in her wallet. Yeah. <laughs> trying to build up that savings account <laughs> don't know how that's gonna work yeah so um yeah that's about it so are you slick oh yeah that's right i guess i'm slick and i am mrs mcfavorite and <laughs> you can contact us by hitting us up at openyourtoys.com you can post a comment blog there um essentially our toy sightings and toy sales. Uh, Mrs. McFavorites is more a reflection on the world and things she hates. Not everything that I hate. <laughs> Actually, you're pretty positive on there. I'm, I'm kind of impressed. I try. <laughs> There's been a couple times where I've put something up and went, I need to put something else up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can follow me at Slick McFavorite. Or follow me at Mrs. McFavorite. Uh, we're also on Facebook. You can follow us at Facebook.com. One of the profile name is Slick McFavorite. Or you can me under Facebook.com slash Jessica Spiller. Or my name is, um, oh yeah, Mrs. McFavorite. No, I thought we made it Jessica Spiller. We no, talked the about underscore, this. but my, my screen name is Mrs. McFavorite. You're really? Yeah. How do you have a screen? You have well, your not my real screen name, name but and up there on the little thing it says Mrs. McFavorite. Does it? Yeah. Hmm. That's weird. Really? What are you thinking of? I don't know. I'm thinking of my like personal one is it says Jason Spiller, it says Jason Spiller and it's facebook.com slash Jason Spiller. We'll pull mine up. <laughs> we'll do it on a break, okay? Because when I signed it up it was all Mrs. McFavorite. Oh was it? <laughs> Aw. That's how much she loves toys. No, that's how much I love my husband. <laughs> um, you can I mean also, toys. <laughs> you can also reach us via voicemail. And if you listen to our last show, we're doing a little contest based on the... Not really a contest. Contest kind of is connotates a, a competition. You're entering your name in a drawing for <laughs> every... Well... It's a giveaway. It's a giveaway. So you're entering in a drawing. So it's kind of like a contest. I guess, yeah. I guess your piece of paper is competing <laughs> against the other little pieces of paper we'll be picking out of a hat. Yeah. 
So um, you can hit us up on our voicemail at 720-235-TOYS. That's 720-235-8697. We actually got a a couple of voicemails right now. So those two people have a 50-50 chance of winning. It's pretty pretty good odds there. Uh, Miss McFavorite, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking a bomber of Blue Moon. That's right. I finished all my sparks this weekend. So <laughs> so she went with the beer? Yeah. And, uh, and I'm drinking Red Stripe, but in a can. It's very interesting. Yeah, it's not very good. I have much preferred in their little hand grenade bottles. See, I like. I mean, I didn't think it was that bad. Plus, then again, I'm not a big red red stripe person. So it was just real tinny. I mean, surprise! It's an aluminum <laughs> can, but it just it really tasted like it. And maybe because I'm just so used to it being in a bottle or something. Yeah. So that's what we're drinking. And if you do follow us on Twitter or listen to our past show or are on Facebook or just happened upon us, it's our motherfucking G.I. Joe con wrap up. Yeah. Woohoo! Finally, again, just like our San Diego Comic Con a month, month later. later. <laughs> Almost the day. That's what's oh, spooky. Wow. That's hilarious. <laughs> But, uh, we needed that month to recover, really. <laughs> well, we put These out the San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, it's this con season was crazy. It was just one right after another. Yeah. But it was fun as hell. We won't be doing as many next year. We're definitely not doing Joe Con. That's going to be out in Rhode Island. So We'll just be doing Comic Con, huh? Yeah, maybe Bot Con. It depends on where it's at. I'm not sure if you're going to want to go. I might do it by myself, but... You and Saber can go. Yeah. Together. Oh, that'd oh, be yeah. so cute. Be so fun. And I could really get drunk. <laughs> Saber would be like, I am never doing anything with this guy again. <laughs> Designated driver. He would. Anywhere we went. <laughs> be like, no, bitch, you're walking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Jeter was the city M.O. Missouri. Uh, it was from August 13th to August 16th at the, uh, what was it? The oh. Crown Plaza Convention Center? Or, Gold or, Crown. Oh, no. It was actually in the hotel. I keep thinking it was in the convention center. And it was just in the... Oh, it was next door to the convention it center. It was in the <laughs> Crown Plaza... Hyatt? No, it wasn't a Hyatt. Oh, uh, hell, we didn't stay there. We stayed yeah. like three miles away. <laughs> we just hotel. put an address into our GPS and it <laughs> took us right there. Yeah, but it was right by the um, the Hallmark Gold Crown Convention Center. Well, it was in that whole like little Gold, yeah, the Crown, Gold Crown Center Plaza. Plaza. Yeah, well, it's either it had to have been a Hyatt. What's the R one? And not Radisson. That was what I was going to say. Jesus Christ, we fucking worked in hotels and can't even... I worked one. in hotels like five years ago. Yeah, well, so did I. So, okay. Anyway. Anyways, it was at a hotel. At a hotel. <laughs> it took up their little like extra ballroom or whatever. It was like a little convention yeah, area. Actually, I mean, the dealer room was pretty big. Yeah, that was pretty big. And then they just had one little ballroom. Well, not uh, little, but yeah. what would you say? Like 300 person ballroom? Yeah, maybe if that... So, it was low-key and nice. Yeah, especially after Comic-Con and BotCon this year was real crazy, too. Mm-hmm. 
but it was also a thing that we didn't have anybody out there we were meeting with. It was like Comic-Con last year. It's yeah. just me and you, no one to plan around or, you know, not that that's ever a bad thing. It just makes things so much more low-key, you know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, official, the convention, just like BotCon, they always do little pre-tours. I don't know who would want to go on the tour of the history of Kansas City or whatever this year's tour was but uh, they also have uh, customizing uh, customizing workshops on the days prior to it but uh, it really like if you're not doing those it really kicks off Thursday night where they have package pickup so um, I know with BotCon last year I was able to just walk up get my package buy my souvenirs boom done um, so I wasn't too worried about getting there for package pickup because it does. It just seems like a long line to wait to do nothing, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but I learned a lesson that we'll talk about here in a little <laughs> bit. Um, so, so Thursday, it's about a nine hour drive. So what, what I really wanted to do is I wanted to wake up at like, excuse me. Wow. I uh, <laughs> wonder if it'll pick up that little squeal. <laughs> I didn't hear it. <laughs> um, I wanted to wake up at like nine o'clock and go see the movie so we could go see it. We hadn't seen it yet. Uh, we could go see it for matinee prices, you know, have a nice little topic of conversation for on our way out of town and that kind of shit. And then we would have watched it by the time we got there. And what we were, what I was really planning on doing is trying to show up for package pickup in like the last half an hour. So even if, you know, so they would be guaranteed to be open. So long as we got in there, they would stay open till everyone went through. So instead of waiting three hours, we might wait an hour. That mm -hmm. was that was like my plan. Um, so uh, looking the night before, yeah, there there was no movie showings before eleven o'clock. So that kind of sucked. Um, so we decided, okay, screw that. Well, we still didn't get out of here until 11 o'clock, I thought, or something like that. Yeah, we didn't get out till late. Yeah, and so so I was like, well, screw the package pickup. We'll just see the movie on our way, you know, or we'll see it once we get into Kansas City. We must have got, oh, and the thing that I forgot is unlike San Diego and BotCon, we lost an hour instead of picking up an hour. And that just oh, yeah. fucked me all up. Like, I was like, okay, we're going to be right on time. And then I'm like, we lost a fucking hour. So we were we would have shown up about 45 minutes after they stopped pre-registration. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> so now we're, okay, we're on the road. We figured out, okay, we're not going to make pre-package pickup. Let's find a movie. You know, let's find the movie showing somewhere on the way. So... About into, an hour into Kansas, I'm like looking at cities. I'm like, yeah, we're not going through any major cities like whatsoever. Yeah. Um, we found a couple cities. And by the time we were going to be going through there, they weren't going to be showing it. Uh, um, not a lot. but The some latest of the, showing was like 9.30 or 10. 9.30, yeah. That was the craziest thing. I was like, what? And even in Kansas City, Kansas City were, was where the latest showing was 10 o'clock, you know, but we weren't going to get there until 1030, 11 o'clock. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we we pretty much screwed ourselves. We didn't get to see the movie. We didn't get there for for early registration. 
Um, I was kind of pissed. I was a little grumpy. Um, but we had booze. So. Yeah. What did we What did we do when we got in? Like we got in, we checked in. I don't know what we did. I don't think we. I think we just we unloaded everything, and took like, some Bleh. shots, and yeah. Yeah. And oh yeah, because we got into town like at, when the audit shift started. He had already locked the door. We're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we stayed at a really freaking nice Hampton again. Yeah. Crazy hillside Hampton. That was really awesome. Yeah, we stayed in this really like uppity part of Kansas City where <laughs> it was like this huge like shopping and fine dining district and shit like that. But the cheapest place at the like the cheapest place to shop at was Ar- the Armani Exchange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh so we got up Friday and and for once, we like got up on time. We yep. got there on time, and so that was pretty cool. We we were uh, we were able to walk right up, got our package, went to go get the souvenirs. The souvenir store wasn't open yet, so I was I was like, well, no big deal. We'll just come back for that. Um, so then we started going to panels. Uh, the first panel was GI Joe: Real American Hero: Things You Never Saw. And this was a really cool panel where um, one of the original designers uh, showed us things that uh, we had never, that had been prototyped at least, but never made it to mass retail. And probably the, the most impressive thing, Jesus, to me, um, <laughs> was the G.I. Joe train. Um, well, that's not the train. That's a different vehicle. I was going to say. Do, do, do. Okay. Well, that's part of the train. I don't know. I think that's still part of the other vehicle. The oh, train. Jeez, <laughs> man. So essentially, there there looks to be what is a, a vamp with a huge six missile uh, uh, missile launcher on the back and huge anti-tank cannons. And it's more of like a truck almost. And then this was supposed to tow this little car, that uh, this little uh, uh, trailer thing that had uh, a little, uh, what would you call that, recon car. And then they also had this huge freaking cannon that they were going to make. Um, and, and that's I, the Cobra Mag- Maggot? No, that's the picture in the back. That's this. They didn't uh, actually have the maggot. They just had a drawing of it. Uh, that, well, if you were there, it might be different. Yeah. Anyway. So there's that. And then, uh, like I was saying, uh, the cool thing was was the train. It was going to have a working uh-huh. spotlight. And they were essentially, the thoughts were they were going to, you know, p- keep putting out cars for it. You know, you'd get the the first train set, but then they would keep putting out different cars uh-huh. That you could add to your train set, so that was pretty cool. Um, the The designer was a really cool guy, really knowledgeable. Um, so I really enjoyed that one. Um, so after that, then was the parachute drop. That was so cool. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, and I guess uh, we actually went to the panel, then went to go get the package, and then went to the parachute drop. 
No, it was the package in the panel because in the panel they were like, oh no, hurry up, we got to go out and do the parachute following everybody all around the hotel. Oh, that's right. That's Anyway, right. we're lugging around all these toys. <laughs> yeah, we have two sets because I bought Mrs. McFavorite a set just so she would get uh, get free admission essentially because it's like 110 bucks if you don't buy the souvenir set for to go to this fucking convention which is a little <laughs> ridiculous for for everything be able to get into the sales room when you want to you know to be able to go to the dinner on saturday night you yeah. know everything that i got um she needed to be registered with the exclusive this aid package, which is like 10 bucks or something. So, um, so we're looking to sell her set. If you're interested in buying it, we're going to sell it for cost, which I should have done. There's a guy that offered to buy it like that first day, and I'm like, well, I don't know. But um, yeah. so, if you want an exclusive set, they're a little pricey. It's like 300 or something. But it's uh, a really cool set. Yeah. The um, but we'll be talking about it here in a second. So the parachute drop was awesome. This was uh, normally these are held in Hyatt or something that has a has a what would you call that an atrium? Yeah. Or like did that. I say Hyatt? I meant an embassy suites. Yeah. Uh, embassy suites where if you've never been to them, when they look like just one big building. Okay, so when you walk inside. All of the rooms are on the outside walls, and it goes straight up. Well, in the mi mi middle, middle. <laughs> there's like a courtyard or a court area. Yeah, that has the restaurant <sighs> and then a lot, you know, the lobby area and breakfast nook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it goes straight up. So they would do the parachute drops from in these places from the top floor. So, you know, they'd be anywhere from. 20 to 30 floors usually is probably what an embassy averages. Mm -hmm. um, well, this year they were going to do it from the roof of the hotel. So 42 stories up. And so that was, it was amazing. You know, they kind of had the, they, they cordoned off the street, you know, they had police there blocking the street off. Um, it was crazy. There's all kinds of people from office buildings coming out um, to look at this to watch this drop and what it turns out to be is to try to snipe some toys as well. Yeah. Um, I, th being my first joke on, I'd always heard about this parachute drop. Okay. And, uh, and I heard about people grabbing it and, Oh, I got this figure, you know, all it was was thrown off the roof and stuff like that. So I'm like, cool. That's like free for all. Well, I went on the boards before, um, before we went and I found out, oh, you know, you got to make sure kids get them first, you know. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. That's cool. Well, I guess what it turns out to be is only kids should be getting them. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I don't know if that's because there is a, maybe in years past there were more toys than there were kids or something. But this year, that definitely wasn't the case. There were tons of kids. Um, so they threw them off, and it was, a, a, well, we stood out there for 30 minutes or something, yeah, something like that like while that. they tried to get everything ready. And uh, so they started tossing them off, and it's pretty amazing. We have pictures of it. Um, I don't think I took any video, which would have been the fucking thing to do, but... We've got pictures of a, like all the different black shoots. It's really cool because there's a nice blue sky. So you can just see all the black shoots against the sky and the building and shit. Yeah. So they start hitting them. 
And these fuckers that are like, they have like their office name badges on are like running and trying to get them and shit like that. And we see a few of them walk off with them. whatever. I'm not going to, I'm not going to for one of these and or take them from kids, you know? Yeah. Well, fucking good for them. The staff of uh, Master Collector of Fun Publications, whatever you want to call them, started going around to adults and like, where's your kid? And they're like, oh, I don't have a kid. And they started taking the figures back from them. That's what was so awesome. There was one guy, though. He's like, there is no way in hell you're taking this from me. My kid's <sighs> over there. Let's go find him. He's like, yeah, because this is not an option. Yeah. Cause, <laughs> and I was about to butt in because we were standing by Next him and his him, family. Yeah. And he did have a kid with them, but who knows if the kid was off getting another one or something, you know, yeah. see, but, uh, but it was crazy. Like, I mean, they were ripping them out of adults hands and shit. Kids were walking away crying and stuff cause they yeah. didn't get one. I, Oh, it was a pretty like dramatic yeah. scene afterwards. And I, I would have still loved to see what happened to that one guy. One of the, wasn't it like an office worker knocked a kid down to get one? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's. Jesus. I would I have loved to been over there. That would have been great to see. But uh yeah, we we thought it was 43 stories up. We thought they were going to drift. There was tons standing over on a parking garage and I was like, "Ooh, if we were over there, I'm sure a bunch are going to go over there." And they really didn't. Uh-uh. I mean, those the 12-inch the 12-inch characters and that's why they did the 12-inch this year. They they even said in the panel is is that going from 40 stories outside, they needed the heaviest figure they could get. So yeah. that's why they did 12-inch. And they did. They stayed pretty confined. You know, you had some drifters that went a block down or yeah. something. But, you know, for the most part. <laughs> there were a they couple were... that gave some people some flat tires. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because they were keeping the kids, like, right under the building. I'm like, that's not where they're going to fall. Yeah. You know, it was a windy day, or kind of a breezy day. You yeah. know, but and I do have to say, I would have liked to see what the recourse of that guy pushing the kid out of the way. I, oh, I'm I made sure that sound wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm sure nothing happened to him. That's the problem. It's no one. That's why I say good for them for actually saying something like going up to people. Other adults wouldn't say anything to yeah. somebody. You know, I saw it. I saw two office workers walk away with them. Like, you know, really? That's all I kind of thought to myself. I wasn't. I wasn't about to say, hey, you fuckhole, you know, give that to a kid. Yeah, but I'm talking about that one <clears throat> that knocked the kid over. The one that Sweetie, people were I saying. I realized that. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I bet you anything. Nothing, nothing was said, nothing yeah. was said you know. But uh, so that was the parachute drop. Next up uh, was the uh, and essentially uh, we missed some of this. Um, we missed some of this because uh, of the parachute drop at the initial part. Well, because we were also out smoking. The initial uh, part was just all of the uh, licenses, you know, like G.I. Joe soap and shampoo, you know, all the different rock stuff that they were doing. Um, but the second half that we got there just for was uh, the uh, action figures. So we got to we got there right in time. And then led right Hasbro panel as well. In the show notes, if you want, we've got uh, videos. It's like people were actually, uh, there's absolutely no video recording of anything there, of any panels. And it looks like people actually bootleg some videos in there. So um, there's a couple links. One's just for like an HD. It's in HD. 
Uh, but the other one is something, it's like uh, three eight to ten minute clips. So it's a good portion of, the, of it, probably just not the Q&A or something, which is, to me, the, one of the best parts, in my yeah. opinion. But, um, but there's videos if you want to go check those out. Uh, one of at least the stuff I was most excited about is Target is going to be getting an exclusive uh, trouble bubble, and it to me it's it's in essence a shadow uh, a shadow trouble bubble because it's uh, black and it's got a red bubble, and I think it is ultra cool trouble bubble because I love the trouble bubbles in the first place. Oh, that is so cute. Um, also, I really loved uh, Ar- Arctic Threat Dock and Shipwreck. Um, Arctic Threat, uh, Arctic Threat. Um, excuse me, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought here. <laughs> Shouldn't have taken so many shots. Oh, uh, me too. <laughs> uh, Arctic Threat Dock is going to be a very, very cool figure. He has got tons of accessories. I mean, just ridiculous. They kept naming stuff off, and then they were like, and that's not it. There's even more stuff. Like, Jesus. So I guess he's going to be kind I'm of. Uh, at the TV and not. Yeah, me too. Looking I'm at the st- computer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's, he's going to come with a stretcher and a little cloth oh, thing. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I'm just not really digging the orange. I can't get past that. I don't know if he's supposed to be easy to be seen. Um, but the Arctic Threat Shipwreck is very cool. Um, looks like we might be getting uh, Snake Eyes's uh, or the Viper's pants uh, legs redone here. Um, their their kind of theme for everything this year is, is it's all it's pretty much going to be movie. You know, they said just like they confirmed at San Diego. There's going to be some now and then packages and and some with just figures and stuff like that, but <coughs> excuse me, but it's going to be pretty much all movie styling and repurposing 25th anniversary vehicles into more movie style. Uh, we're going to get another Sting Raider, Sting Raider or uh, Cobra uh, Water Moccasin. But it's retooled, you know, to be more movie style. Uh, we're getting another Ram, um, but uh, it's going to have a different type cannon, I believe. Uh, it's more sand, and so besides all the movie stuff, it's going to be it's going to be uh, based on themes. So you're going to have an urban theme, an Arctic, theme, a sand theme. And what was the other one? There and oh, I think maybe water theme or something. I thought there was three regions. Oh, jungle. Oh, so yeah. jungle, desert, Arctic, and urban. Um, so you're going to have. It's basically going to be repaint heaven. Is going to be. It's going to be the same figures repainted and uh, you know. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be great. I just love it because I'm an Arctic fanatic, dude. So I'm just yeah. going to go completionist on the Arctic stuff, man. Yay. What else are you going to get? Uh, You're not going to be completionist on all of them, are you? No, I don't like... I'm not a big fan of desert. Um, the urban stuff, I'll have to see. You know, I kind of like urban. Um, but uh, And I don't dig on jungle either. Uh, well, so. good. I can I can handle just Arctic. Arctic. <laughs> 
Um, one of the one of the other very very cool things that they showed was a in essence a call to Robotech. Uh, it's going to be a transform transforming motorcycle armor. So if a rider. Um, I get a better picture of the rider here. So it comes with a rider on a motorcycle. And then that rider, the motorcycle will transform into armor that the rider wears. So just like a, a Robotech Cyclone or Mospita. Um, <clears throat> speaking of which, I finally transformed my armor this week on my Cyclone. I just had him on the motorcycle for a long time. That shit took me two hours. Two hours. A little deluxe size motorcycle transformer thing. And I. That, thing that, <clears throat> that I was fucking with. It's over on the table. That you were been, getting really upset dude, at. Dude. Well, I they that glued. Was a model. They glued. Well, it's one of the Japanese. Like, all their stuff is kind of done model kitty kind of style. Uh -huh. And uh, the fucked up thing was, is they glued, like, an errand piece of glue stuck a piece together. And I didn't realize. I'm like, it's supposed to move. Look, it moves in the picture. So I was trying everything. I finally took an X-Acto blade, and I, I try to not do that ever, but took an X-Acto blade, and I cut it, and boom, it worked perfectly That's after i put stress marks all over the fucking what luckily i only got for 40 but what was an 85 dollar toy oh you my know God. <laughs> yeah <Anyway. I'm> like, <laughs> so those were the things i was real excited about the hasbro panel uh, did you uh see anything that you really liked i know your mrs mcfavor was just kind of glassy-eyed through most of the panels yeah i was uh, I <laughs> I honestly can say that I I was checked out pretty much most of the time. <laughs> it's it's not anything against GI Joe. I just really think that I was I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we um um the very cool thing about the uh Oh no, I was tripping out on that one guy that was there that the Adawali. Uh, no, not Adawali. The one the one like special needs guy the scary one that scared the hell out of me what i i remember who you're talking about well, but what were you tripping out on him about oh he was just up everywhere standing up talking to people da, 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 da. oh during he was all talking the, oh, yeah, he was yeah. always standing in line he was always standing in line to ask a question in the panels yeah but he would just be all da, 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 to everybody around him and they're just like oh my god yeah, and I don't know if he was special needs, but he he didn't have a filter. Like, he didn't have a socializing filter. Yeah. So he would just walk up to whoever the hell, and more power to him, man. That's some confidence. I would, I mean, he would get up after the panels, go up and, and talk the ear off of three different panelists up there. Like, they would start trying to walk away, and he'd just walk Follow with them. Yeah, you know? Yeah, the Hasbro guys were like, ah, oh, hi, yeah, 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 cool, yeah, all right. Um, security. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, another cool thing, Wally was at the panel. Yeah, they brought the Hasbro panel. Of course, you got some of the asinine collector-based questions for a guy that's an actor doing his job. Know. You know, like, like he doesn't know about the. <laughs> didn't, he, didn't he even like make that way? At one point, he was like, "You guys know more than I do." Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he, I, he really, yeah. 
So we did the we um, after uh, um, we went to the sales room. The line was long for the store still, so I was like, it'll die down. It's just because all of, in my opinion, all the interesting panels were over. I think that the next one was like the video game one or thing like that. Or, yeah. oh, it was uh, it was uh, the 12-inch stuff. It was like 40 years of cheap all about oh, the 12-inch yeah. line or something. And uh, so we went to the sales room in Longo. So, so let's walk around, let's lie down, and then we'll get elusives. We're in there for half an hour here, an announcement that just crushes my dreams. Yeah, he was really, really sad. Oh, like the whole time he was like, so ah! Fucking piss. Sold out an exclusive on the first day, on the first real day. And it fucking pissed me off. So is, um, he's an Argentinian. It was a paint of Tripwire. Um, it was an Argentinian character. That This year's besides the Crimson Strike team was all of the... Uh, it was all the national team as well. So he was an Argentinian uh, helicopter pilot that had a repaint of the Fang. And part of the reason why it sold out is, one, because it was a Fang... Uh, or and not Argentinian. I'm sorry. He was British, um, and, but okay. Sorry, yeah, I just misspoke. He was British. We got the Argentinian helicopter as a souvenir, as our souvenir thing for attending. Oh, okay, that's so. He was in a British helicopter, uh, and it was only twenty eight bucks. It was probably one of the most affordable. Considering the other ones was two guys in jump uh, in jump packs, you know, um, those were pretty affordable too. And then of course you have the three pack that's always ridiculously expensive at sixty five bucks. So he sold out while we were in there, and that pretty much turned my smile upside down. It was the main. It was the main exclusive I wanted. It was like you know, besides the crimson set, it was the only other like souvenir I wanted. Yeah. So um, that kind of pissed me off. So I decided, well, we better fucking get in line before anything else sells out, which nothing else did sell out at the show. Only that on the first in the first half of the first day. Mm -hmm. So we got in line. Um, the line moved just ridiculously slow. I, I don't know what they can do to help speed. We talked about uh, during BotCon separating them out like here is souvenirs for the show and then here's the rest of our shit and then maybe have one table where it's cash only for shirts and hats for you know the pe yeah for people that weren't there to buy toys or anything you know separate them all out you know it might suck you might have to get i would have had to get into two separate lines mm -hmm. but it would make those you know i don't if i buy the souvenirs the stuff can wait you know yeah but um, so it's going ridiculously slow. So Adewale had come in. We actually got our picture with Adewale, like <laughs> on a Rise of Cobra card back. Yeah. Mrs. McFavorite got Jack. He held the gun right in front of her face. Yeah, so it looks like I'm getting shot in the face. <laughs> With this big so old bad. cannon. <laughs> I like even tried to move over to the side, but it just didn't work. Yeah, we were. It's against a card back. If you've seen pictures of past Joe Cons, they have like a life size card back that you stand in front of to take a picture. So 
it all it, the new one had the little bottom border so you were kind of trapped in there you know you couldn't you know you couldn't move outside that border unless you wanted to step out of the picture or whatever yeah. you know so um but so while we were in line he started signing autographs well i had bought a heavy duty and i can't pronounce his last name but his first name's Adewale. he's the guy that played heavy duty in rise of cobra he was the only quote star um, from the movie that was there, and uh, and I was like, screw it, I'll get an autograph if it's convenient. So we're waiting in line, waiting in the waiting line. I'm like, I'm getting worried about this. You know, we're it was probably 45 minutes. He still had 45 minutes of signing. So I was like, why don't you go ahead and just go stand in that line? You know, and and we had a guy that was standing in line with us that we held his spot, so he would hold our spot if we want if we wanted to go get a signature. She went over there and the line was capped already. So that was another pisser. And and again, uh, and he moved his schedule up an hour. He yeah, that was the whole thing. Early. Yeah, that was the whole thing that t- that threw me was like was but he still had 45 minutes even starting at an hour early. That's what drove me nuts. Oh, that's right. Um so so yeah, that was kind of a shitter on my on the middle of my day right there. I was really <laughs> He was and, getting really pissed. And autographs still. Autographs to this day, I do not give a shit about autographs. If they're convenient like the other ones we got, great, you know. But, you know, I'm not going to stand in line for more than a half an hour for a fucking autograph ever. And I'm not going to cry if I don't get one. It was just that cherry on top of my disappointment Sunday, you know, (laughs) kind of thing. So uh, so we, we did the sales room. And the sales room was tiny. I mean, the room was large. But the amount of sellers was ridiculous. I mean, there's like, what, well 13, 13 people selling stuff there or something? There was more than that. But I they they had, oh, there was, well, there were a couple tables or a couple booths that were like six, seven tables. Yeah, worth of I mean, stuff. they were big. Like that one where, uh, um, oh, crap, never mind. There, there were, it was still small, but. There were still quite a few. Yeah. It would, I mean, how about this compared to BotCon? Oh, a fraction of BotCon. Yeah, see, that's but what I'm It saying. was nice because you weren't all like bumping into people like, oh, excuse me, oh, excuse me, oh. <laughs> it was nice. You got to walk and look at things and <sighs> not run into people. Like I said, for me, it was great because it was low-key and not a lot of people yeah and a nice thing about a lot of the booths i mean again um not a lot of people so good not a lot of temptation to buy stuff and a lot of i mean one out of every four booths would you say was all 12 inch you know oh yeah like, like the old have, school ones that yeah yeah i mean i i didn't snap about how popular 12 inch were with the con you know attendees yeah. i mean i i know that uh, they always make a little less of the twelve inch set than the than the three and three quarter well, set. Well, it's just because it's a new generation, I think. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. New generation is what I think it is. Is that you know? I mean, look at the people who are buying them. They're yeah. like the old school Joe people. Yeah. Exactly. And you know now now us youngsters, us hooligans, got our little plastic figures Eww. with our funny costumes. <laughs> Um, so that was the sales room. That was essentially, um, Friday. Uh, we, um, 
we came back for um, we so we left. We went back to the hotel room, just relaxed for a little while, and then we went out and got dinner. We had oh, some of the Amazing. best barbecue ever. Uh, again, if you're not a food person, Kansas City, um, uh, St. Louis. Uh, where are other big barbecue places? Well, and then the South. Yeah. Memphis, probably, or, yeah. you know, just in general, the South. Huge barbecue places. I loved it. We looked up an article on the best barbecue places in town. We narrowed it down to two places that we were going to go. So we were just kind of driving around, looking at the downtown area, went into this real seedy gas station, like the broken downtown of, of downtown. And uh, so I get in there. I'm like, if you had to go to one barbecue place in Kansas City, you know, I told him we're here for one day. If I had to go to one barbecue place, where would I go? So he said Gates. And that was one of the two. I was like, all right, good deal problem solved so the guy standing behind me was like oh no i wouldn't go to gates i'd go to bryant's i said or yeah like andrew bryant's or something like that Uh and that was the other one that we were (laughs) considering and so they just for about a minute they sat there and argued with each other which (laughs) one was the better place to go and i'm like cool thanks guys we'll try to go to both or you know we'll pick whichever one's closest um, but I thought it was amazing that, you know, two yeah. random people in a fucking gas station, you know, pick the two main places. Yeah. The two places. And I think we found out why the other guy said not Gates because Gates was, if, if, if there wasn't much atmosphere, let's put it that way, yeah. at least relaxing atmosphere. Um, their whole thing is, hi, how may I help you? Yeah. And if you're not ready, they're like, next, how may I help you? Yeah. (laughs) They're like, come on, come on, come on. Yeah. And it's just like their thing. I mean, they're not being rude or anything. They'll like, when you say, okay, I'm ready. They'll ask you again. Hi, how may I help you? You know? And, uh, but yeah, they just, and they just memorize everything. Like I didn't see a ticket system, anything like that. They yelled your order into the back and it's, I mean, it's complicated. We got, we got a four boner is what they called it. It's fucking so you get four rib bones, you get what, two or three choices of meat. It was two choices of meat, right? Yeah, two yeah, so it was a total of three with the ribs. Yeah. And then like two or three sides. Yeah. And we were just all uh. <laughs> <laughs> and they yell this order back so it's it's literally you know five things you have to keep track of in your mind as a chef and as a waitress dude chefs made it one i saw him ask like what did this four boner have and the fucking waitress rattled it right back off to him i mean it was it was amazing how well these people did their yeah. jobs, but it was, it was a little, it was like a little lunch counter or not a lunch counter. Cause that makes you think of seats, but it was like a little takeout place with this huge, like little counter that you walked up and ordered. Cafeteria style. Cause they were like, yeah. are you eating it here to go? We're like here. They're like, grab a tray, please. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, they just, you know, they were nice and short and, to the point and so i'm thinking this other place was probably more traditional sit down kind of place but i mean it rocked our waitress was so nice we got nice cold beers 
had amazing i mean the barbecue a four boner plate was 22 bucks and we ate a fourth of it maybe yeah we got maybe. about another like two meals each out of it yeah i mean it was sick so it was nice and affordable some of the best barbecue we've ever had so when we got done with that we were just stuffed um we went to the gi joe fan film festival and uh oh yeah it just wasn't as good as the Transformers one again. Yeah. I think it's just, it must be the fandom. It's just not as diverse or as large as the Transformers yeah. fandom is. Um, but it was cool. You know, there are some interesting ones, that's for sure. <laughs> um, I can't wait till they put all these out. I mean, they have to have some kind of release thing that says we reserve the right to put these out as a DVD sometime. Yeah, you know? and put them all out there. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. I, I wonder if if it would be the the hosting company. What is What did you? Uh, well, Master Collector, I guess Master Collector is the website, and it's also the, like, classified ads that come with the the club magazines uh -huh, but who runs the fun con? publications is the people that run everything i guess mm -hmm. so i guess fun publication is the parent company that runs master collector gi joe and transformers collecting clubs yeah so maybe they might do something yeah well that's what i would assume yeah, yeah. anyway so um so we went to that and then the best part of our night we da, da, da. finally got to see G.I. Joe the movie. Yay! Yeah, we're excited. It turned out that it was playing at, at a movie theater, what, four blocks from our hotel? Yeah, so we got to walk, which is something that we'd love to do. It's just like go for a nice walk and go do something. It also meant we got to take multiple shots on them before we went. Yeah, we were and, uh, power hitting those. <laughs> we were like, shot, shot, shot. Uh, I think I put down and, four or five. And, and and then you poured the rest into your monster. Yeah, or, and, yeah and your took monster it drink. Yeah, so we're we're for fairly and thoroughly lit up. Yeah. Um that's maybe why we like the movie so much too though. So um uh we went to this crazy little theater, like again, it's in this really weird like shopping district, you know, a real high end shopping district. So uh you go in, you go upstairs and there's all the concession and everything. Half of the theater is in that building, and then half of them you have to walk over a skywalk over the street, mm -hmm. and the other half are in another completely separate building. That is what I loved about Kansas City, was yeah. that everything was just like covered walkways in between buildings. They're like, we don't go outside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the, the parking that we parked at, um, because at the Hyatt or whatever, it was like 10 bucks. Oh, I know why we're thinking of ours, because it is the Hyatt Regency. That's what it was. That's why we were thinking of an R hotel. Anyways, the the parking there was like 12 bucks a day or something. So uh, we With parked. With no edited out privileges, and we were going back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I forgot to even tell that story. I'll tell in a second. But anyways, so we walked over this walkway, and and we went in the theater, it was so nice. There's only a couple people in there. We we're like, yes, it's going to be nice and slow. And then just an onslaught of teenagers. I mean, just and already talking, walking in during the previews and starting wow. to talk. And, and we we're just like, oh, shit. And there was the one that was like, 
these chairs are dirty. Ew, they're so gross. Let me sit on your lap. Oh. Yeah, this girl didn't want to sit in the chair at the movie theater. So she started sitting off in his lap. Um, she eventually sat in a chair, I guess. But about 10 minutes into the movie, you know, the first 10 minutes kind of captivated them. It's a big action scene. And then after that, they started talking. So we were like, fuck. And the nice thing was, is I like to sit in the back row. I like to sit center with a screen usually, uh, you know, or, or a little above it. So, uh, of course, that's where all the teenagers like to sit too. You know, it's that instinct to sit in the back of the class. Um, so luckily no one had gone and sat anywhere near the middle or the front so we just moved down to the front and you could hear whispering, you know, but it wasn't nearly as bad yeah. as cause they sat down next to us all. I couldn't believe it, but we're also those people that are like, it needs, you could, you should be able to hear a needle drop. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I, I'll shush Mrs. McFavor. If she's like, did you just say that? I'll be like, shh. <laughs> I'm like, that was just louder than what I just said. <laughs> Because I'll whisper where I can't even hear myself. And he's like, you're being loud. <laughs> anyway. So we really enjoyed the movie. I think uh, I... I liked it. I I hope I've got a G.I. Joe uh, convert, but I don't think so. You don't seem too much more interested in, in the stuff. Not, not as much as what Transformers did. Hey, the Baroness was badass. See, that's good. Yeah, I mean... I didn't like Scarlet. They, it was either the actress or they just did not do a good job at character building for her. Well, and that's not even her backstory. Her being so logical that emotions don't ever enter her mind because they're illogical. That it's not that way. And the whole thing is, is um, oh, spoilers, by the way, if you have <laughs> spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it yet. The whole thing is, is. The thing that pissed me off the most is the whole love triangle between Duke, uh, the Baroness, and Cobra Commander. Because that's not how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a love triangle between Snake Eyes, Duke, and Scarlet. And so, so they, had, they, they put Duke with somebody else. They put Scarlet with fucking ripcord, which makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> I mean, the whole ripcord thing has pissed me off since day one. I don't he think he did an amazing job. Oh, you don't think so? No. I thought he was funny. I mean, it was okay. He wasn't weighing funny, but he was funny. I just, oh, it, that just drives me nuts. I just, the whole thing of changing a character from white to black just because there's quote not enough black people in the movie is just bullshit to me you know try to stick with the character you know but anyways uh so th that whole love triangle was a kind of a shitty thing um i didn't really like the guns that the cobras use those weird like <laughs> those fucking weird guns remember they shot like bubbles that not i mean granted they were very destructive you know they were oh supposed to be kind of like laser guns but they shot these big like pulses you don't remember i those? don't remember that oh wow wow i was awake i didn't sleep for one of the first movies in a long time i hadn't slept through actually no 
Yeah, Transformers was the last movie we saw, and I didn't sleep through that one either. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so yeah, I I mean, it was a great freaking movie. It was a great popcorn fun movie. Yeah. It didn't stick to the mythos very closely, which I'm not too worried about. You know, I'm not worried about them having a different canon for this. Same thing, I wasn't worried about the original Transformers. I didn't mind it being a different story with the same characters or whatever. Um, but, I mean, it was great, especially compared to Transformers 2, which I don't know if I it was a thing where I had less expectations of the original Transformers, so it surprised me. Uh-huh. You know, so then going into Transformers 2, I'm like, ooh, this is going to be freaking good. And then it disappointed me. And then I went into this, like, no expectations. Like, this is going to be some horse shit right here. Mm-hmm. And it surprised me. So, yeah, I, I think it's all about your expectations. Yeah, I think so, too. And I, I went in there hearing nothing but horrible things about it. Oh, really? Oh, it's a horrible movie. Oh, it's so blah, 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 blah. And all this other stuff. And I, I came out, I'm like, the hell are these people talking about? It's great. <laughs> well, it's a thing. Uh, you know, if you're expecting Full Metal Jacket or something like that, this yeah. is not Full Metal Jacket, you know, or the Hurt Locker or something, you know. But uh, so, yeah, all in all, good movie. We loved it. I can't wait to get it on DVD. You know, it, it didn't make me want toys anymore any more than I would have normally, which is good. You know, that's what I always worry about. I mean, that's how the Transformers, the original movies movie was, was I wasn't expecting to pick up hardly any of those toys. Like, I'm like, I'm not going to buy these toys. You know, I might buy an Optimus prime or something. (laughs) And then I love the fucking movie and I got all the toys, you know, three or fourfold. (laughs) So, uh, um, it didn't make me want to go get, any other move you know i i got vipers and stuff like that but i mean the the toys i'm actually digging on more are the movie inspired ones like flash and you know the snow serpent and you know stuff like that so um well that's i guess was our friday so we're gonna go ahead and take a break we've been yapping for a while and uh we'll be right back with the rest of our gi joe con 2009 wrap-up All right, we'll see you in a minute. Peace. When I'm finished, the world will never forget. Make the call. Come up! Technically, we don't exist. We answer to no one. And when all else fails, we don't. What did you say your unit was called? I didn't. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, We're going to be jumping into what we did Saturday here. And uh, first up was the Collector Club newsletter and comic Q&A. A. A. This was kind of interesting. They kind of talk about what goes into creating uh, this year's comic and what their thoughts behind it were. It it was pretty funny. they do this every year. I mean, or at least the last couple times with the botcon, the similar one at botcon. Is so it's about the comic, and they so they ask how many people here have read the comic, and out of 
it was pretty bismal as like maybe 20 people were in there would you say yeah and like three people yeah. raised their hands <laughs> and we like, hadn't okay. either i hadn't read it either so so they're like well hopefully you guys have some great questions about it then you know <laughs> like, so yeah, I, I, <laughs> I even told her i'm like damn i always do that and then i feel bad when i come to this and i haven't read it yet but um i just like to hear it's almost like it's almost hearing like a prequel you know like before you read the comic like you hear about everything it, or it's like a making of you know yeah. like how hbo does making of a movie and then you go see the movie yeah which normally i would never do that for a movie but it's a comic book i don't really care <laughs> that much about it um but it's kind of cool to hear what goes into everything um was that the was that the panel that i asked a question and they kept talking for like 15 minutes i think so My yeah because first... it was the early morning one right <laughs> yeah yeah first panel question ever and i had like two parts to this panel question oh, and you only got to ask the first one yeah right? i asked the first one and they literally went on and on and on and, on, and he's and that on. guy that like there's there's the people in Q and A's where they stand up there and wait for the rest of their answer and then they'll say thank you and get sit down and then there's the people who ask the question and as they're answering they'll just walk away. Yeah, and I wanted to say thank you and everything, you know, and I had a second question, the the more important question, which I don't even freaking remember right <laughs> now, but um, so it was pretty funny because their panel was done what in the first twenty five minutes or something. Yeah. So they're like, well, let's go ahead and open up to Q&A to the, you know, now 12 people that are remaining in the panel. <laughs> well, what was funny was that they held that panel at what time in the morning? After, Nine o'clock. Because... La that Friday oh, they night, did. Yeah, they, they did the Rise of Cobra. Like, didn't they like? Didn't they buy up a whole theater or something? Yeah, like that? they rented a theater, and it was at eleven o'clock. Like, you yeah. were supposed to meet at nine thirty to go see it to meet round everybody up yeah and, and then they take you over there but the movie wasn't starting till 11 o'clock i think they were doing something else in between the time that they met and and went down oh, there because they said that there's lots of stuff to do down yeah. there there's dinner and so maybe because it was the one that was in the heart of downtown yeah it was that big ass amc that we drove yeah, past it was pretty it had yeah. flashing lights <laughs> but uh um they did that so they didn't get out of the movie till 1 30 so i'm sure a lot of those people were like <gasps> tired. so um yeah, we we thought about it. We could have still gone and s seen it with them, but we didn't know how the seating was going to work. And if it was going to be busy, I didn't want it to be like, oh, you're last on, you know, you're last or first on the bus, so you're last to get to pick your seat, so you have to sit in the front row of this theater. Yeah. You know, even though it would have been nicer because hopefully people would have shut the hell up during it. But anyways. Um, Yes. But we wouldn't have seen the guy that took his shirt off in the middle of the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> totally <laughs> forgot about that. Some teenager like with there with his girlfriend. Some just, Rico Suave guy. Yeah, just took off his button up, you know, he was all dressed the nines, button up shirt and everything. Just took it off completely, bare chested it. <laughs> in the middle of the theater. Yeah, we're like, mm, okay. <laughs> I seriously thought he was going to get a blowjob is what I thought. I thought I was going to look back and you'd see his girlfriend's head all 
Uh-huh. Well, the thing uh-huh. is, is that they were five seats uh-huh. down from us. They were in our row. Oh, were they? They were in our row. I thought they were like the row behind us. So I could look to the side and see them, but they were in the row behind us. No, oh. they were they were five seats, five or whatever seats away from you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I, I think it was nice to be able to uh, chill and then go and walk to the theater. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. It was, it was perfect. Um, so that was uh, the early morning panel. Then they did another Rise of Cobra. And uh, so essentially kind of like Joke or BotCon, they do two separate Hasbro panels where they give us a little bit more information, a little bit new, uh, more reveals. Again, the other Hasbro panel on, on Friday, I, I get them kind of mixed up again, you know, same team, same kind of people for the most part. Um, but there was, uh, one of the panels talked a lot about, uh, all the early movie ideas that they had, you know, they just had tons of these, uh, movies ideas throughout the years uh some of them had movies where there were there was going to be no recognizable gi joes like it wouldn't be it would be called gi joe but there wouldn't be any characters you ever met um it it was weird like it there was one where they it was a knights of the round table reincarnated uh, you know into like things like the Texas Rangers and then soldiers and WW2 and then a future Joe team. Um, there's, there's just real weird ones, uh, a movie that, uh, would have all realistic vehicles except for the Cobra Pogo for some reason would be some concept vehicle in it. Uh, one of the Hasbro panels, again, not sure if it's Saturday or, or Friday or Saturdays, uh, talked about how G.I. Joe came to be, you know, like where it stemmed from. That was really cool. I never really knew the whole story about it, you know, um, talking about how they were trying to compete with Tonka and their truck line and they were going to make you know, uh, a vehicle line. And originally the figures were just there to go with the vehicles. And then they saw the value in, in, uh, you know, having figures have their own personalities and that kind of stuff. And they were just, it was really interesting. I mean, I see it as one of those things that if you had never been to a Joe con, like, like we had, it was really interesting for us. But if you've been to a JoeCon every year, it's probably a similar story, maybe from a different person. Mm-hmm. You know, this this year it was the marketing manager during that time. You know, so we got his whole take, which was pretty good. Marketing people are in general kind of funny and personable people. You know, they're they're people people. Was he was he the one that was in there with Larry Hummer? Or am I thinking of something yeah, else? Yeah, yeah, he was the one in that there with Larry Hummer. Yeah, he was a funny guy. Well, you know? he's like, yeah, I've got about a 15-minute presentation, then we'll open it up to you guys almost an hour later. No, like 35 minutes later, though. <laughs> it was hilarious. He just kept going, and then he'd be like, all right, now, Larry, you talk. And Larry would say, like, Larry Hama would say, like, three sentences, and he'd be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Larry Hama's just like cool dude larry hama like 
He had a smile on his face the whole time, but he was an ass. He was a fucking asshole, in my opinion. His answers to to questions, his even his stories he would tell about back then. You know, I got my picture with him, very incordial about it. You know, I got an autograph by him, just kind of muttered a few words and sent me on my way. Yeah. I mean, it's... I don't know if it's because, you know, he's the godfather of G.I. Joe and the G.I. Joe convention is only this big or something. I don't know why he would, you know, I don't know if if he's just kind of disgruntled over the years about G.I. Joe. I mean, he keeps writing stories. I know he said he doesn't, you know, that he's never bought a toy, you know, or he's never... He never saw the G.I. Joe. He's never seen the cartoon, he said. He said, I've oh, never yeah. seen an episode of the cartoon because he didn't want it to, to taint his stories in any way, shape, form or fashion, you know. Yeah. And it and so, I mean, that's just kind of crazy that that the godfather of G.I. Joe has never seen what I relate to the most, which is the cartoon. You know, I, I'm starting to read the comics now and I'm kind of picking and choosing, you know, the different story arcs I want to read. But mm -hmm. I know it through the cartoon and I know a shitload of other people know it solely through the cartoon. Yeah. You know, you got to be a comics guy to read, you know, read the Joe comics. They're not, you know, they're not the most beautifully drawn comics in the world. You know, because they're from the 80s, you know, I mean, they're similar to the Transformers comics from the 80s. They're not the most gloriously looking comics. The The stories are good, you know, as they should be. But it, it just kind of really put me off that this, you know, the quote godfather of G.I. Joe was just all me apathetic about it. You know, he yeah. could just really give a shit, you know. But uh, so anyways, uh, that was uh, the Rise of Cobra and or Hasbro and or kind of switch off. Uh, they had a few other real wacky concepts for the Rise of Cobra line. They, they're having a tracker that's coming out. Um, that we link to pictures of again our show notes our show notes have pictures of pretty much uh everything we're talking about pictures from the panels pictures from the cases stuff like that so hit those up if you want to see what we're talking about but they had a dreadlocked kind of tracker guy that only used bow and arrows and oh, edged yeah. weapons they've got that they have another kind of uh, a sniper type guy a cobra sniper that he has these wings and what these wings do is they're little thin pieces of metal. So the thought was when you're hiding in a tree or somewhere, these wings would go around you and they would reflect light. Well, I mean, I guess everything reflects light, but they would mirror light or whatever, kind of like a predator, you know, oh, how they yeah. said that, you know, how you could kind of see him up there, but he looks like everything else. So, again, kind of cool ideas, not really my thing, you know. I'll pick them up if the figures look cool when I see them. But, you know, if he's not a dreadlock guy in a snow hat, I don't really <laughs> care too much. He needs to be in snow camo. <laughs> um, 
So uh, we also went to the IDW panel because, again, I'm trying to get into the comics. Uh, Origins is going to continue. Uh, some of the more notable – oh, and I left one off here. Some of the more notable Origins are going to be Baroness, uh, Beachhead, Snowjob, my favorite character. Booyah! And then uh, a big one that got a lot of fan cheers was the uh, Crimson Twins. They're going to be doing an origin story on that. And again, these origin books, comics, whatever you want to call them, are all pre-G.I. Joe and Cobra. These are all stories of them growing up and their experiences and that kind of stuff. So if you're expecting big G.I. Joe and Cobra battles, these aren't them. Uh, something else I was very excited about was, uh, looks like Max Brooks, son of, and I had no idea, son of Mel Brooks. Oh, crazy. Is going to be doing a mini series for G.I. Joe. If you, if the name isn't familiar to you, uh, Max Brooks uh, wrote, uh, World War Z and the Zombie Survival Guide. So two, if you haven't heard or read them, oh. Two of the best books, and I should say best audio books, because that's how <laughs> that's, I... <laughs> that's how he reads. <laughs> now that's how I read, too. <laughs> Two of the best audio books ever. I mean, the zombie one is just um, uh, World War Z. They're both zombie ones. World War Z was amazing. The, the voice cast they got on that, Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, Alan Alda... Actually, I don't know if oh, Carrie yeah. Fisher was one, but I know Mark Hamill was one. Did you listen to that going to Comic-Con or BotCon? Uh, probably BotCon, because I was, I was real antsy to listen to it. it yeah, I read... Because it was I when you slept the yeah. most... I mean, not... <laughs> it's yeah. when you slept the whole way, man. It's the one where you did nothing but sleep. <laughs> um no, but I do. I remember waking up and like there were there were you know sections of it that I listened to and it was really good and I wish I knew the rest of the story so I just went back to sleep. But <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much uh, uh, World War Z. What's really cool about it? It's not this long involved story about one person or one one arc. It's all these different stories from different people that experienced you know the first zombie war in different ways, you know? So there's a family that what they did was they headed up North to Canada because, you know, once you get, you know, a zombie won't, won't care about if he's cold or not, but eventually you get to temperatures where they'll just freeze, you know, they might be trying to follow you, but they're going to freeze eventually. Whereas you might be able to stay warm and stuff like that. So that was their idea. There was one about uh, infantry level troopers that were ex- essentially the the you know uh, uh, first initial major combat initiative on the zombies, you know, and they were on the front line and what that was like, you know, there was stories about people in Africa and what happened when it hit a small village out in Africa, you know, so uh, amazing books, amazing writer, Um, definitely get the audio book for World War Z just because the voice cast is amazing. Um, but, uh, guide to this, the zombie survival guide is very good as well. 
Um, so he's going to be doing a mini series. I'll definitely be picking that up. Hama is going to be doing another silent Snake Eyes comic book. So that's very cool. I really dug on the last one. Uh, no dialogue whatsoever. Just all all pictures. Um, that's well, I'm sorry. I'm smiling about reading the next, the next one. Yeah. <laughs> I put that one in there because of you. I could really give a shit. <laughs> I just think it's I just hilarious. think it's a it's a gimmick. But uh, anyway, so everybody knows. Uh, oh shit! Well, everybody except for me knows. Uh, the Umbrella Academy is a big dark horse book, and it's written by. Oh fuck. It's written by some famous singer, I think, or like, and I know it's not Trent Reznor. Anyways, anyways, in the vein of a comic book like Umbrella Academy, where it's somebody writing, uh, you know, just some Joe Schmo celebrity guy decides to write a comic book. Ray Park has decided he wanted to write a Snake Eyes book. So they're going to be writing a prequel to the movie based on Snake Eyes and Ray Park. And, and of course, he got a real writer to help him with it, are going to be writing a mini series for that as well. That seems like it would be pretty cool. I like I like prequel stuff. I like learning the history about the main the major story. Like yeah. That's why I like the prequels of Star Wars, because it tells that backstory of everything that that made that whole thing big. You and know, I agree. And I, I like that too. And you know, like that's the reason why I love this Harry Potter was because, well, the book, not the movie, <laughs> the book was <laughs> nothing but backstory of of Voldemort and everything that I I just love backstories. Backstories is my thing. So, I mean, is that why you how, didn't like the movie as much? Is because oh, they it cut didn't, out so much, and everything they cut out was backstory, right? Because yeah. there wasn't a lot of backstory in the movie. Oh yeah. They cut. Oh, so that's what oh. you don't like about it. Because people are saying, oh, they stayed true to the book so well. I want to smack just those to people. The, just to the current. Well, did they stay true to the current state of all the characters, like the current story, and just didn't do a lot of the backstory? Yeah, they changed some stuff. The The, the biggest thing is that they, they changed some things at the end that are going to make it very difficult to stay true to the eighth book. Yeah, or well, I'm sorry. I, I remember I, you telling it's me eight this. movies, the seventh book. It's going to be very difficult to stay true to the seventh and eighth movies. Okay. All right. And this has been MuggleCast. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> sorry, that was just my little tangent. It should be interesting. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, we've got uh, the Transformers Collector Club <laughs> Roundtable. So this time we're talking about all the toys. Uh, some of the highlights, 2010's 3.75-inch Collector's Club figure will be Big Lob. And this got cheers and booze. Um, I personally think it's very cool. He's the last character from, from the original G.I. Joe animated movie to be made. He was never made. He is one of my favorite characters from the... Uh, from that movie um, granted he didn't have many lines you know didn't have a lot in that movie had even less in the new cartoons um, again I'm not to that point in the comics but I assume he didn't have any history in the comics either excuse me sorry so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I 
that's pretty good that I don't just burp into the microphone. I do this whole like hold my breath until my chest goes boom and then I like blow it out. It's like uh like when you put it like in the cartoons when they put a piece of dynamite in the trash can and you just see the trash can go boom. And yeah. then they lift the <laughs> lid off, and there's just a little smoke cloud that comes out. <laughs> Anyways. He's uh, been burping if you haven't caught what he's talking about. <laughs> uh, so that's very cool. You can go. Um, I'm pretty sure the link we have on here. We've taken pictures, too, but I have not got them off of my uh, computer yet. Again, my computer crashed. If if you don't follow us, my computer crashed a, a, a few uh, um no, it was a week weekend. ago. Yeah, last weekend. I, I've been able to back everything up. It's just on external drive, and it's a pain in the ass to get everything off. But, of course, it looks like this jackass didn't take a picture of the big lob figure. Um, he eventually. must have been a booer. <laughs> yeah, because he has all the action team fucking <laughs> pictures. Uh, so, anyways... Uh, um, that's kind of cool uh, that we're going to get a big lob again. I because I'm not going to the convention next year. I I probably depending on what their three and three quarter figures are for the next year set. I may not join the club, and so I might have to pick up big lob afterwards. But every figure that's been offered every year is still available on the club site. So it's not like they're going to set. Well, I shouldn't say everyone, but most of them are still available. On everyone, the club but site. blades. Shut up. <laughs> um, so they're big. It looks like, and I don't know if these are just going to be exclusive toys or if they're actually going to try to make this the convention set or what they're going to be doing. It seems like this year would have been a hell of a lot better year for this since it's the 40th anniversary um, but they are actually going to be making a three and three quarter adventure team set. If you don't know who the adventure team is, don't feel bad. You shouldn't be listening to this podcast if you do, because that is the original 12 inch GI Joes. And we know we don't like the 12 inch on this podcast. <laughs> we don't dislike, we just don't dig. Yeah. I'm just not a big fan of it. I'm not, I don't like the realistic and you know, the flocked head and all that kind of stuff. But uh, you can go see pictures if you don't know what the adventure team is. Um, they're the original four G.I. Joes. Uh, we got to learn a lot about them during the, uh, during the uh, convention, which was kind of cool. Um, I forgot what they were called. It was, what was it? It was like sea, land, air, and maybe jungle adventure or something well wouldn't this be the same thing the urban jungle arctic no no There's no arctic no because i know that guy in orange is the sea adventurer i know he's the air adventurer oh and then i think one of them's commander like it's sea it's it's sea air and land and then the commander and then there's a dr venom which the dr venom looks kind of cool but uh um, that's again that the fan film festival was a lot of 12 inch stuff that we really didn't get the references yeah. to because I don't follow them, let alone Mrs. McFavorite. Um, but so what they're looking to do next year is they're going to make three and three quarter adventure team figures. Um, they have a fang painted up as the original adventure helicopter. They have a, 
what looks to be kind of similar to a ferret, but more of a all you know more of a six wheel vehicle. Um, again, I don't really know them. I don't have any connection to them really. So these are probably the the least important thing that I'm looking forward to, or the least likely thing I'm looking forward to. Uh, one cool thing about the panel, though, besides all of these announcements, was they went over uh, this year's convention set, the artwork, the comic for it, like all the iterations, how they did the artwork. And that yeah. was really cool to find that out, was really like cool. in detail, the whole process, like how they can how they come up with the characters, what they submit to China like to make the characters and, and then like, China sends it back and they're like did we get it and they're like no do this that and the other thing they send it back they fix it they send it back and say is that it <laughs> yeah I mean you you find out why these figure I mean essentially figures from the club whether they be a club character an exclusive or the convention set are pretty much $20 a piece. 15 to $20 a piece is what you pay for them. And you find out why, because they go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. They have so many paint apps. And if you compare that to like a mass market GI Joe, where they're just like, oh, they gave us the wrong gun. Sorry. You know? So they're the the quality control that the club has is just head over heels. Yeah, you know? it's amazing. The what was head that over one called? Heels. That's not the right simile. <laughs> did I say that? No, I did. Did you? That's why I was just saying. Oh wow! Is head? It's head and shoulders above the rest. Is the correct <laughs> fucking cliche I was looking for? But anyways. What, uh, what was the 12 inch exclusive one called with the with the spiders? Um, let me see if it has the name here. Eight legs oh. of danger. Oh yeah, that one was cool because that's where that's where they talked about because they or did they go over all of them where they went back and forth because they they were talking about his backpack. Yeah, yeah, they were talking his... about the stit with them. See, with our with the three and three quarters, it's more about pain apps. Oh yeah, and oh, what parts oh, they're yeah, using yeah. because they're I reusing parts and they might use the wrong wrists with the wrong guy or something, but with him. It's a basic body type. They don't do much to the body. It's all about this, the, the clothes yeah. and stuff and the backpack and the accessories. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. But yeah, it was still just amazing. Yeah. I mean, and this crazy. set was really cool. If, if you go and, um, again, we may not have these up in time for the post for the podcast, but we will get them up soon um, and, and post them on the site. So, uh, um subscribe to our site listings the diorama that somebody did with this was amazing with the 12 inch set oh Remember the club that? didn't do that i don't know i don't know if it was the club or not because it i mean it looked like the box art i looked exactly like the box art that's why i thought the club did it well that could be true and that and, and remember the they had the on other the top? yeah yeah okay Maybe they did. See, I don't read anything. I just take pictures and video and I look know. at stuff. The only I'm thing I read bad. was that disco thing because that was a cool story. <laughs> Which I actually got a picture that's actually readable. I'm amazed with my picture-taking abilities on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll post those up soon. Um, let's see. Uh, 
we're also going to get a three and three quarter O-ring club uh, exclusive Cobra Manta squad. Uh, includes four figures divided into two sets on vintage style cards. So that's going to be very cool that we're actually going to get vintage cards. So what does Manta stand for? I don't know. Oh, okay. Thanks for putting me on the spot. I Sorry. appreciate it. What does the raw mean? Uh, real American hero. That's oh, that's the eighties eighties <laughs> version of GI Joe. GI Joe raw. And then uh, so with the Manta Squad, the big thing was was yeah we're gonna if it's O ring we're gonna get eels, and what they said is they have looked at the molds, and the Cobra eel mold is gone forever. We will never see reissues of an O ring Cobra eel. We're never going to get exclusives. So if you've been waiting, thinking we might get a reissue of the eel, don't go out there and buy the original vintage from people on eBay. Because <laughs> they've said that mold is busted and we won't ever see it again. Um, that was another big thing that they stressed was this year Hasbro did a house cleaning in their molds warehouse in China. And essentially because I assume they're running out of room. And uh, they gave the club free reign to say, if you plan on doing anything ever with these vintage style molds, speak up now or they're going to get destroyed. Um, Hasbro's obviously keeping some of them for themselves. You know, they, they may be they may be doing some re-releases eventually or something like that. But they literally said a majority of the molds from my childhood were going to be destroyed. And uh, so we'll see what comes of that. We we may not see much vintage stuff from here on out. I heard a lot of I heard a lot of crying when they said that. Oh, dude. Well, I think. Well, it sucks, but I it's think the same a lot thing of is that you know they can only hold on to shit for so long. Well, yeah. I mean, it's the whole thing is you know you can't keep warehouses of stuff that you're never going to use. You yeah. know. But I think it's a thing where me and, and a lot of other people always thought they're going to they're gonna re-release all of our toys eventually. Every toy from my childhood eventually will get re-released, you know? And it's just not that way, you know? They're moving on and upward. Yeah. But anyways, um, so uh, how we ended up Saturday was the last thing was the dinner. Um, we ate ourselves stupid. Yeah, we, we ate ourselves sick is what we did. <laughs> yeah, we got there a little late. We we went home after the round table. We or went to the hotel. We had a couple shots, relaxed. Did we even take a nap? Or you took a nap? I no, was still... I wanted to, but we ended up just watching TV and just relaxing. Yeah, the it whole takes time. me three hours to get ready. Oh, that's right. I want to look like I kind of did something with myself. <laughs> so we were a little <laughs> late. We essentially they had already started the casino night, yeah. so we just came in. We were afraid they were going to start clearing off food, and so <laughs> we start, we got two huge platefuls. We're sitting in the middle of the room, just like munching, looking at everybody. Because it's so funny to see people at these dinners. It's, it's kind of like the Paramount party uh, for BotCon is you see people dressed to the nines, you know, wearing, I mean, no one was in a tux. But you see guys in suits and yeah. women's in, women in cocktail dresses and stuff like that. And then you see people in shorts and flip-flops and... Wearing, like, they never left. Yeah, like, they just, like, whatever they wore at the convention that day is what they wore at the dinner. You know, we put on 
a dress shirt. You know, you had a blouse I wore my on, heels. right? Yeah, you had heels and a blouse on. <laughs> I rocked my heels. <laughs> but uh, we just sat there and ate ourselves stupid. And then, uh, so they were announcing that the like the gambling was going to be ending soon. And we actually remit or re- I remembered our tickets this time. <laughs> So we went and got our gambling chips. We gambled for, what, 20 minutes and almost managed to lose all of our money in 20 minutes at craps. Well, he was trying to teach me craps, and I was just like, whatever. Oh, we used to play craps. I had a bachelor pad where uh, my friends and I just played craps nonstop. We had a whole felt board and everything, and, and I couldn't. I was like, I think that does that. Go ahead and play that if we got yelled at a couple times for not putting shit the way we should have and shit like that but we lost our money quick um the big thing now is uh, what so how this works is you get this free money and you can buy more if you want you Mm -hmm. know you can actually pay cash and buy more and then at the end of the gambling night then they have an auction for really cool prizes um, well, what's been the big thing in the last couple of years is teams of people will put all their money in to buy something, you know, and I don't know how you put all your money in, buy one toy and then be like, okay, now what do we do? <laughs> you know, the one guy's like, I'm really good at eBay. I'll put that shit up. We'll make our money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we'll we, make real money. <laughs> by the time we were just, they, they called like the five minute warning and we were just done. We were stuffed. We were almost out of money. So I just threw my money at a guy that had tons of money. He, <laughs> he obviously was going to do pretty good. Yeah. So we just gave our money to we that guy. We made ourselves sick on potatoes all gratin. Oh, guys, so good. They were, they were so cheesy. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the, food, the food was actually pretty I mean, damn yeah, good. it was really good. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised, especially compared to BotCon the year before, because we didn't go to this BotCon's dinner, but the year before, it was a hell of a lot better than really? that. Yeah. So that was Saturday. Um, Sunday was really low key. Uh, um, we went to uh, the Battle Begins uh, panel. We went to the Art of GI Joe. Uh, we didn't stay too long for that. Again, that was mostly twelve-inch art. But it was still the art. The art itself is actually really amazing. We may not be be into the dolls but just seeing the art was really cool yeah and i think this battle begins was the one i was talking about where they did all the again not because we drink or anything during (laughs) these conventions everything's kind of fuzzy and i take notes on stuff and yeah i don't take very good notes obviously um but uh uh one of the coolest panels again we went to go get autographs we went and got larry hama's autograph we got uh um the guys that did the box art for last year's set and this year's set because i brought both boxes um we got their signatures you got something for your dad with a signature one of the original uh gi joe artists oh yeah i can't remember his name he's a cute little old man i wanted to pinch his cheeks he was so cute <laughs> um but uh my dad's really big into like world war ii and like the german military stuff and so it was a it was a german 
German G.I. Joe, yeah. the artwork for the German G.I. Joe. Yeah, that he signed. He was all super happy about that. Yeah, that was it was it was really cool the artwork that they had. Again, it's just I don't relate to it. It's not my generation. Yeah. It's just like kids my age or uh, kids my age. Kids <laughs> right now could give a shit about a real American hero stuff. You know, they yeah. might remember these new issues, but most likely what they're going to remember is all the Rise of Cobra shit. Yeah. So they're going to remember that artwork. They're going to remember those figures and all that kind of shit 20 years from now. Because there's, there's the 20-year rule. And if, you, if you're not aware of this, kind of grasp this concept because it, it really has a lot to do with how you spend your money and where you spend your money and how toys are targeted at people. Is every 20 years... The people that were kids will now be at a point in their life where they have expendable income. You know, you you're, you have a pretty good job, but yet you haven't figured out that you should be saving money or investing money. You know, so you have expendable money and you're also feeling kind of old, you know. So looking at all this stuff that you really enjoyed as a kid will make you happy. So what do you do? You start spending thousands of dollars on vintage toys and or new toys. The new toys would be how Hasbro or Mattel would prefer you to spend your money. And I, I'm a victim of it. But I was going to say, and Slick is actually talking about himself right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm the poster child. So, you know... Just make sure it's something you really want to get into. I mean, I, I, I am. I'm kind of suffering from the... I've spent a lot of money in the last fucking five or six years. A lot of money. And it's not that I regret anything that I've bought. It's I that <laughs> It's that we don't have fucking space for it anymore. I've bought a lot of toys that I wanted as a kid and never had. I've bought a lot of toys I had as a kid and I've bought them again, you know, and I've bought tons and tons of new toys and I just don't have room for them anymore. I don't even have time to fucking open them all. The podcast is called Open Your Toys and I would say I open up, what, 10% of my toys because I have so goddamn many. You know, it's one of those things where find what makes you happy, maybe invest in a couple really nice pieces. You know, I'm not a I'm not a big believer in AFA graded or anything, but maybe buy yourself a couple really nice vintage carded figures from Star Wars, G.I. Joe, Masters of the Universe. And, My and, little pony. <laughs> Cabbage Patch Kids. But just watch out and getting sucked into the whole momentum of that you have to have every toy because there's people online or, the, you know, people like me that fucking <laughs> do spend way too much on toys, you know. It, they They will not be, they will not be your kids college funds you know yeah um they're not like the toys of our childhood the toys of our childhood were produced in such small numbers and there weren't really collectors back then there was a few you know i talked to a few old school collectors that are just like yeah i bought every transformer and kept two of them in the box you know and now they're reaping the rewards those might be their child's you know college yeah. funds but the toys we're buying now are produced 
in the millions, you know, whereas the other ones were produced in the thousands. Um, you know, the, uh, <laughs> Mrs. McBaver is about to sneeze and she's trying so hard not to. Stuck. And, and now you do, you have this huge collector base of people that really do think these toys are going to, <laughs> that's funny. You turned your mic off. Like it's not going to pick up on my mic. <laughs> Bless you, Mrs. McFavorite. Excuse me. <laughs> I turned it off so I wasn't sneezing directly into the mic. <laughs> but, I mean, there, there's so many people collecting figures now that even if you try to sell them 20 years from now when kids will be interested in them, you know, when you have that 20-year rule kicking into effect, so are fucking 15,000 other people, you know, because they're like, now it's time to get rid of these. And it's... It's just not going to be worth money like people think it it is. And, you know, and I'm, I'm the same way. I used to buy stuff thinking like, oh, it's okay. Even if I don't like it, I'll be able to sell it for a couple of years for more money. And that's really not how it is anymore. Well, you know? right now it really is not well, how it yeah, is. Well, yeah, that's true. And I've ranted on this before. So um, He just got he just interventionized himself today. Yeah, I, I had a big wake-up call. As uh, If you follow us, you know I've, I've spent the last couple of weekends building a shed to hold fucking toys that I don't have any room for. We have a two-car oversized garage i call it a two and a half car garage that's full we have a two thousand square foot house that's full i had to buy another fucking shed on top of this shit to put shit in so, just to empty my house <laughs> yeah again uh, you know the, we had a spare bedroom where i was keeping a lot of my box shit and so I moved all that out into the shed. And so it's just kind of a wake up call. Like don't let it don't let it get to you. Don't get carried away with it. Don't try to compete with people out there, you know? People like Star Wars Action News. They they were one of the first podcasts that really inspired me to collect. Like, wow, this is a great world and it's a great community. And it is, but you don't have to try to keep up with the guy that's buying three of every figure, you know, buying everything that has the Star Wars logo on it. You don't need to do that. Buy what makes you happy and especially don't buy because you think it's going to be worth money because I think we're all in for a rude awakening. If we ever need money, yeah, we're not going to be getting too much. I already had that. I was going through my office and I started checking eBay and I'm like, damn. <laughs> I bought that because I thought it'd be worth some money. Well, no, I was even looking at my Simpsons characters, and those are going. The whole set is going for twenty bucks. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> damn. <laughs> so, um, so some of the highlights at this year's show, just like with anything at the BotCon or at San Diego Comic Con, of course, of course, are the toy cases. You see, you see so slides of them during the panels. You see all this. But then you actually get to, like, after they cover a certain amount of toys in the, in the panel, then they go put them in the display cases. So then you get to see all of these toys and let alone get to see all of these China knockoff, you know, or China or stolen China toys that you see on eBay and all this shit. Now you get to see them officially live 
in in person. Um, so some of the cool things, there's going to be a mail away Cobra Commander um, that is going to be the first Cobra card ever made. Every G.I. Joe that has ever been made has been on a G.I. Joe card, a G.I. Oh, Joe branded card. This is the first Cobra card. And it's not too impressive, unfortunately, but it's going to be a scary. it's going to be a cool thing to have as you know, it's going to be a mail away. It's going to be a cool thing to have up on the wall with the rest of the figures that you like. Um, yeah, the Cobra Commander is a little crazy. He, li- he kind of got a skull mask on, comes with the cool Cobra flag, it looks like. Um, so that's going to be kind of cool. Um, lots of cool stuff. They had, um, they had, I don't know if they actually had a real one or just, oh, that, that is the real one. I thought that was a picture. Oh no, that, that is, is a, picture. a picture. Oh, what the fuck? They had a resolute hiss, and they actually showed the resolute hiss in the panel, in the in the Hasbro panel. Um, but you, in the cases, they had pictures and they had uh, blueprints of it. And I love that freaking hiss. I love it. Um, other, I mean, they had all the figures they talked about. There's that uh, Cobra Sniper with his weird <laughs> wings and super telescopic face shit. <laughs> and Channing Tatum in the back. Oh, God damn. <laughs> um, they had the Walmart two-packs, which we have now seen in person. That's another Cobra Commander variant. Um, again, we've got links. This is what? His tank? Yeah, we've got li- links to his tank's pictures, so go take a look at those. Um, again, the, they actually announced the next year's Joe Con will be in Rhode Island. Oh, well. It would be cool. You know they're going to do fucking tours of Hasbro. That's what pisses me off. Yeah. I'd almost, but it's also a thing that we could probably go to Hasbro whenever and get a tour of it. You know, it's probably one of those things. Like the Budweiser Brewery. Yeah, like you that. know. We have a we have a Bud Brewery here. Plus, we have a ridiculous amount of national micro brews like Fat Tire. And, well, well and we have the Coors. Coors. Yeah, we have Coors too. I forgot about and that. And it's New Belgium. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was just more naming a beer they might be able to relate to. I was just schooling you. <laughs> Um, so we probably won't be going to that, but, uh, another big highlight for me, at least of the con was, uh, the customizing 101 that we were 15 minutes late for, uh, one of the head designers, one of the new young guys there did a whole panel on how to make a specific custom figure and like everything he does start to finish. And uh, one of the coolest things was at the end, he had a handout, which was in the form of a G.I. Joe, an old school G.I. Joe blueprint. And it kind of broke down the figure and how to take it apart and all of its individual pieces. And so we took a few of those handouts and uh, the lucky winner of our contest will actually be getting one of those handouts of this uh, like very detailed spec on how a G.I. Joe modern age, of course, the 25th anniversary style body, 
is taken apart and breaks down into individual pieces. Yeah, and when you get that, it's a challenge. You have to send us pictures within a week of what you did with it. Shit. (laughs) They're going to be like, look at this corner in my room. I put everything over there. (laughs) They're like, how's that challenge? Again, don't don't let me hype this up too much again. This isn't like some like, no, you're getting a package worth of, well... I just don't want them to be like, oh, my God, I've oh, got this he's... amazing thing. I mean, it's very cool. I would I would kill for some. I mean, I would spend I would spend 40 bucks for something like what we're giving away on eBay. But that I'm also pretty spendy with my money and and swag. I love swag. Just get people excited. <laughs> it's forty dollars worth of swag. <laughs> Leave us a voicemail, motherfuckers. Just leave us a voicemail. We'd like to hear you guys talk. Yeah, we just so want we to don't hear... Ha- so we don't have to talk so much. Yeah, we want to hear your voice. Plus, it gives Mrs. McFavorite more stuff to do when she's editing. And she loves more stuff to do while she's editing. <laughs> All right. That was <laughs> G.I. Joe Con. <laughs> he just got the stink eye. <laughs> that was G.I. Joe Con. 2009 wrap up again i know we're kind of flighty we're all over the place i don't really remember about what panels we saw and what order and what they yeah, said and i but... couldn't help him out because i was reading harry potter <laughs> <laughs> i told him i was like i i don't want to seem like that girl but i'm gonna be that girl oh and i told her i was like whatever you read whatever you want Every other girl, like, you thought there was no girls at BotCon? There were really no girls at JoeCon. Oh, yeah, no, I think the only other girls, aside from me, was the moms that were carrying the kids around, and... The cosplayers. Like, if you're a girl, like, if yeah. you're a girl G.I. Joe fan, you dress in costume. Yeah. But, uh... I was going to say the staff, but yeah. Oh, <laughs> even better, the staff. But, yeah, no, there wasn't too many girls. So, yeah, I mean, we had a great time. Uh, You know, we want to go do as many as we can. Uh, If they're within driving distance, makes it a lot cheaper, a lot easier, a lot less hassle. Um, But we had a great time, man. And and check out our show notes. Uh, We we have links to other people's stuff on there. Um, And eventually, if not, with the posting of the show we'll also have links to our photos and videos up as well so don't get all cracked up about it i know i just or cracked up choked up about it con season well it's almost over we still have mile high con coming up here but that's going to be a cheesy one but uh yeah con season's over The, the leaves are turning we're not watering our grass as much I know. He's always like, we need to water tonight. I'm like, water what? (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with uh, some of our normal show segments. And I know, what are we at, Miss McFavorite? Almost two hours. Yeah, that's right. So we might be breaking this up into two parts as well. But uh, we're going to be back with normal uh, show segments. Uh, Store report, online, what we got, uh, listener feedback and questions, and grab bags. So... We hope you stay tuned, and we'll see you in a second. 